0: from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You may take your seats this morning. Keep praying, keep praying as you take your seats. Don't ever stop praying. Never stop praying. Retain a culture of consistent prayer. A culture of consistent prayer. Make praying at all times a culture. Let your spirit be praying before your mind even catches up that you are actually praying. Pray when you cook. Pray when you sleep. Pray when you are in the shower. Pray when you are talking to people. Pray when you are working. Every point in time is an opportunity to open the gates that connects you with heaven. Pray at all times. Without season. Make it a culture. This morning, by the grace of God, I'm going to compress into one hour a message that I am still teaching and I believe I will teach for at least two months. And it's about gates. And this morning I'm going to teach you about the gate of dominion. Before I enter into the gate of dominion, there's a scripture in Proverbs 11. And I believe it is one of the most critical scriptures that every believer should always retain in their memory. I don't want you to cram it as one of those scriptures. I don't want you to know it as, you know, just another good scripture in the Bible to know. I need you to know it. I need you to understand it. I need it to become your bread. I need it to become your mantra. I need it to become what you walk with, what you walk with, how you engage every day. In Proverbs 11, the scripture is in verse nine, but let me for context, let me go to eight. It says, "Through knowledge shall the the judge be delivered." No through knowledge shall the just." Be delivered actually it's proverbs 11 verse 10 but verse 9 says the hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor but through knowledge the righteous will be delivered the hypocrite with his mouth destroys knowledge but through no, but, th- destroys his neighbor but through knowledge the righteous will be delivered some other version says through knowledge the just is saved it is very simple without knowledge there is no deliverance but then I need to know what the Bible says. It says, through knowledge, the just is delivered. Are we not the justified of God? That means even the just need deliverance. Another version says, through knowledge, the righteous shall be saved. Are we not the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? That means even the righteous needs to be saved. Consistently being delivered. It says, but through knowledge. What does it mean through? If I say, through this door, I will enter into my kitchen, that means I need to go through it and come into another place. That means knowledge is a door. It is the door that you enter through, and when you enter through knowledge, you arrive at the realm and the domain called deliverance. At every point in time that you find yourself in some sort of stagnation or captivity, the first thing you need is knowledge you need knowledge concerning what is happening to you concerning the operations of what is holding you captive and how what is holding you captive can be defeated and destroyed somebody say knowledge Knowledge. you need knowledge you need knowledge you need knowledge if you find a generation that ignores and despises the word of god you have found a generation that will be held captive to the antiques of satan If you have found a generation that despises the knowledge of God, I can guarantee you that there will be no free man in that generation. Until one person rises up and says, what is the will of God in the midst of this matter? And you are not searching for him because you want to make a show of it. You are searching for him because you actually want to understand. Please, this morning, put your hand on your head and say, God, restore to me my hunger for knowledge. Restore to me my desire for revelation. Any other thing that is satisfying me outside of God, break in the name of Jesus. My utmost desire is God. My utmost hunger is the knowledge of God father bring me into the territory of knowledge bring me into the domain of revelation that i may live consistently in liberty in the name of jesus if you know me well you know i'm not a traditional preacher i'm not doing anything because of anything i'm just doing it because this is how i am and i am telling you categorically that what you just did is not one pastor likes to do it. No, 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 no. Your head. We'll get there later. There's something about your head. Why do you think the ordination is on the head? Why do you think the hand is laid on the head? Why did the Bible say lift up your head, O ye gates? There is something about the head that represents authority and it represents a doorway into another realm. Baba, my life. ...is given to you. My head... ...thinks only the thoughts of Yeshua. My mind... ...is not overwhelmed... ...or encompassed... ...by the deception of hell. I have been broken out... ...out of the captivity of darkness... ...in the name of Jesus. I hope you made that prayer. Today we will teach... ...we will pray... ...we will teach... ...we will pray... ...we will teach... ...we will pray. You understand? Because there is some kind of teaching... ...you cannot teach without prayer... There's a scripture that I like in Genesis. Genesis one from verse 26. It says, then God said, Delphine, good to see you, and our husband, (laughs) then God said, let us make man in our own image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, have the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created him. Male and female he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb of the field and their seeds and that which is on the face of the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed. to you, it shall be for food. And also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food and it was so. Then God said everything that he had made God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good so the evening and the morning were the sixth day God said let us make man in our image and after our nature and after our characteristics and after God did did that he says let them have dominion but God did not give them dominion until he blessed them because God said let them have but he had not yet brought them into the realm of dominion so what happened was then in Genesis 2 the Bible then says in Genesis 2 28 and then God blessed man and then God said to man be fruitful multiply replenish subdue and have dominion so what you see in Genesis 2 um, 1 26 is the desire of God what God intended to make what God intended to birth in man but then in Genesis 2 verse 28 you then begin to see and I hope I'm not missing this out mixing this up when God then said to man he said be fruitful multiply subdue replenish and have dominion have dominion I was speaking to a couple of people and I said to them I said it is very very important that at every point in time no matter what God gives to you you consistently seek to arrive at dominion in that matter. So God gives you a little revelation about children and then you just share it. And after that day that's all. Since that first thing God said to you about children, you don't know anything again about children. And I said hunger is the key that opens the door that the key that opens the door of dominion. Until you have consistent hunger, you cannot consistently unlock the will of God or the heart of God or the nature of dominion. Hunger it is hunger that will keep you going back to God and saying, Father, how do I do it? I don't just want to be fruitful. I don't just want to multiply. I don't just want to replenish or subdue. I need to bring all of, this place to the, to the, all of these things to the place of dominion, to the place where I am actually in charge, in control, and I have mastered it. Dominion is all about mastery. Dominion is all about mastery. So when you find a generation that is continually being deceived into thinking that power is all about multiple things, power is all about the busyness of life, when somebody calls you, hey, you know, I'm just so busy, this isn't so busy, you know, I just don't even know what is going on, no mastery. Until you arrive at mastery, you cannot arrive at dominion. But you don't arrive at mastery until you first arrive at a culture of doing consistently. So, you then look at all that God said to them. He said, Before we multiply, you know, do all these beautiful things, but have dominion. So, basically, God was saying, Don't just have seasons of greatness. Don't just have seasons of replenishing. Don't just have seasons of multiplying. And then, before you know what's happening again, you are struggling to even pray. He says, Master, arrive at the place where you become a master of spiritual intelligence. Arrive at a place where you make it a culture to see beyond what is obvious. Arrive at a place where you are not easily moved or easily shaken by the appearing oppositions. But you have arrived at understanding the methodology of hell. So that irrespective of what is going on or irrespective of where you find yourself. You can impose the mastery of the spirit over it. Until you arrive at mastering. You will go to and fro searching for solutions up and down looking for the next powerful pastor, the next powerful minister, people can teach you, but people cannot give you dominion. People can ordain you, but people cannot give you dominion people can lead you into prayer meetings but they cannot give you dominion dominion only comes from the endorsement of God, it comes from when a man has consistently walked in the path of the revelation of how to subdue, of how to multiply of how to replenish you have consistently gone through the process and at every door where the Lord tests you, you passed and then God can say, this one can rule on my behalf You know, a gate comes from the Hebrew word sha, S-H-A-A-R, which means to split open. It means to act like a gatekeeper. So the word means many things, you know. It means to split open. It means to act as a gatekeeper, and it literally means to think. I hope somebody is understanding where I'm going to. A gate literally means to think. That means when you talk about the gate of dominion, we're talking about how your mind works. I'm not talking about the cunning craftiness of the wisdom of this world. I'm talking about the wisdom of the spirit that has the ability to cause a person to split open areas and regions of life that have been veiled and covered for a season. When we speak about the gates of dominion, we are first of all speaking about the places in your mind and the entryways in your mind. This is why a man that will walk in dominion must be a man that understands the need to consistently steward his mind. Let me tell you what part of the oppression, what do you think fear looks like? Fear is simply Darkness or hell exaggerating the power of a thing, and so you see, people are afraid of speakers everywhere they see speaker. Hey, 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 fear, they are afraid of height, as if the height you have not gone to will kill you. They are afraid of people, people are afraid of small spaces, all kinds of phobias. It is an exaggeration of the power of a thing. And so you then begin to realize that a man that we have dominion is a man that his mind cannot be corrupted, perverted, or twisted by the deceit of hell. It begins with your mind. The first gate of dominion that you must steward is the gate of your mind. But you see, you do not steward the gate of your mind if your mind is not set on God. The Lord began to say to the children of Asia He says hey you shall have no other God before me You shall not make any other graven image When you go to the land The word for graven image Is actually when you look it up It actually means Mindset Basically your mind Must be set on God If you will be able to dominate any land You know there are people today who have ended relationships that they should not end. And I'm not talking about just boy girl, I'm talking about people. Why? You woke up one day and you say, Ah, I dreamt PI, that P.I. was a witch. Why will you not dream that I'm a witch? <laughs> when before you went to in the past one week, all you've been watching is vampire, this one, witch, this one, slayer of demons, this one of this one. You have watched it with laxity. And you have watched it in the fragility of your spiritual position. You never get power. You never slay one demon spiritually. So you actually don't have authority over that region. You have power, inherent power by God. But you have not exercised it to the place of authority. And then you go and fill your mind with the possibilities of that realm. Stay with me. Of course when you go to bed. Dealings of your heart and the natural pressures of this, your world will be interpreted by the images that you have focused on. So if the day before I gave you a strong rebuke concerning the way you are behaving, of course you go see me and switch for night. I'm, not, I'm actually very serious. If a man would arrive at dominion, the first gate you are going to steward is your mind. There are some things you can never listen to. There are some conversations you can never engage in. It is all about consecration. I am not consecrated because of you. I am consecrated because I know who I am. And I do not want to leave a haphazard expression of my ordination. It must be full. So because of that, I steward the gate of my mind. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If I consistently believe that demons can jump out of this world, they'll be jumping out to me. So I steward, steward, dele, kalamika, asken feletiga, zove, zove, There is a strong line of divide. Past this line is finished between me and you. Strong line. It's called the boundaries of your spirit. It's called the boundaries of consecration. It's called the boundaries that uphold ordination. It is not just the obvious lie; it is actually the f- fact that is embedded in a lie. Jesus, you will not die. God forbid, we will not let you die. Get it behind me, Satan. It looks like a good thing. It looks like a good counsel. Oh, Pierre, I love you so much. Don't you think you don't? No, and stop it. This thing you are saying is contrary. To the culture of the realm of dominion. I don't know if you are still with me in this church. So if then you were raised with Christ. Seek ye the things that are above. Colossians 3 verse 1 to 2. Where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your what? Your mind. On the things above. Not on the things of this earth. That means it is possible for a man to set his mind. The way you set a radio station. The way you set the heater when you go to London. When the cold wants to finish you. You understand? And your brain, you cannot think again. Then you will go and find the remote. You will set it. You will set it to boiling hot. So that you will first defrost. Then you will now set it again. To normal weather. What I'm trying to say to you. Is that at every point in time, you must set your mind. Setting is a conscious, intentional act that men carry out. Listen, I don't preach theory. I preach revelation and experience. Have you been dragged before to the gates of hell? Have you been carried to a place where you almost died and lost your mind? And for a split second you come considered suicide? I am telling you about the victories of God not just the ones he has done for me, but the ones that he has done and I have not entered into the tutelage of that experience. So that now I am giving you the mathematics of deliverance. I am telling you how you go from being subjected to the manipulation of darkness and you arrive on the other side of strength and then you master the season and the nature of strength until you arrive at dominating in that area. To the point that you can look at the demon that stands at the gate of such oppression and say to it, get out. It obeys you. Why? He says, Paul, I know. They now know you. Not that they've heard, but they know. To know a person is to know his nature. To know the movement of the person. To know the likes, the dislikes and the power of the person. They know you. Because the knowledge of you in the realm of spirit is based upon the victories that you have won. Usually, doors and gates are interchanged every time it is speaking about entryway in the Bible. Now, the Hebrew word for door is pethach, P-E-T-H-A-C, which means to open wide or to loosen. It means to be free from every restriction. It literally means that you have been lifted up into eternity where you are able to see with everlasting eyes. Therefore, I say to you, you become a door of revelation. You become a seer of God that sets the captive free from earthly restrictions when you consecrate your door to the Lord. This morning, pray. Baba, I don't just want you to deliver me. I want to be a deliverer after the order of Jesus. Father, I consecrate my heart to you. I consecrate my mind to you. Split open the places in my spirit open the places in my soul split open the places in my mind where Satan wants to put a restriction where Satan wants to say gate closed father by the power of the Holy Spirit and the oil of your ordination break open the gates open the entryways in my spirit and in my soul that I will consistently be a transmitter of the positions of your throne in the name of the Lord Jesus father take advantage of my disadvantage and use it to your glory take advantage of my weakness and use it for your strength take advantage of my brokenness and use it for your power my god i consecrate and i dedicate the gates of my being and the gates of my existence unto you father that everywhere that i go i will open unto men. i will usher into the fullness of the glory of the capacity that is embedded inside of your throne. Come on, pray. The men you see in the Bible Ezekiel, Daniel, Nehemiah, Jeremiah, these guys arrived at power through prayer, through intercession and supplication. Come on, pray in your understanding and pray in the spirit. Ask the Lord to split open the doorway of your mind. Ask the Lord to split open the doorway of your spirit and bring you into the revelation of his power. Into the revelation of his capacity. Tell the Lord to split you away from the domain of flesh, from the domain of humanity and to split you into the realm where Christ is seated in power. Set your mind. Set your mind like a radio Station, begin to tune, begin to tune until you arrive at Dominion. Dominion in family, Dominion in marriage, Dominion in business, Dominion in ministry. Come on, set your mind. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. I want you to know that spiritual doors actually exist. If you go to the story of Genesis, when Jacob was running from Laban, and he arrived at the land that was formerly called Luz, that became the land called Bethel because Jacob named it Bethel you begin to see that Jacob in that moment began to interact with a doorway that his grandfather Abraham opened many years ago and when Abraham arrived at the land the Bible declares that Abraham erected an altar in that land, let me tell you something about doorways and gateways in the spirit realm, it is impossible to be or to erect a gateway in the spirit realm without the collaboration of a man with a spirit. So in the Bible in Genesis when they were going to build the tower of Babel it required the interaction between the men at that time with demonic spirits because the Bible says they were trying to build a tower that went up to heaven. The heaven it was talking about was the second heaven not the third heavens. so they were trying to build a structure that facilitated the entry of demonic hosts into the earth and so it always needs a man whenever God wants to make a covenant he makes it at altars whenever men want to open the door to spirit realm whether the spirit of God whether angelic hosts whether it, it is even a demonic spirit what they do is that they erect altars one of the characteristics of doors is that there is usually a monument raised there there is usually a monument. For us, Jesus has been killed. So there is no greater sacrifice than Jesus. So what does it then mean to raise an altar at the advent of Christ when Christ has already come? It is the altar of prayer. It is the altar of worship. It is the altar of the knowledge of Christ. It is when you arrive at certain locations in life and you pause there And you say, it is almost as though the enemy wants to take me out. It is almost as though the enemy wants to perpetually or permanently cut out my lineage from this earth. And then you arrive at that place and you say, you know what? I want to find Jesus in the midst of this. That is how men raise altars in our time. When you come into the revelation of Christ. In Matthew 16. Here is Peter standing with Jesus and Jesus is having this inquiry session or seeming question and answer session. If you look at it from the eyes of the physical, what you will say is Jesus is just asking them questions. Just testing them as if he does not know them. What is all this drama about? But if you look at it through the eyes of the spirit... You will then realize that what Jesus is actually doing is that Jesus is trying to pull them into a place of power. Why? Because dominion begins with conversation. Please write it down. Dominion begins with conversation. You are given dominion and dominion is taken away from you by reason of your conversation. How did God bring men into dominion? And God said, Satan and take dominion away from you have you considered the fruits dominion begins with conversations I tell people this is why you must be very 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 careful about the conversations you have and the conversations you receive because you understand that you are a signal station you are not just going to let anybody come and deposit any message inside you imagine if you are the one signaling the whole world to whether there is war or there is no war You cannot listen to rumors. Why? Because you will go and announce the whole world is about to be taken captive. Germany is rising up against America. And then America will rise up and fight Germany. Are you with me? It knowing fully well that Jesus said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says this is what prayer does. is the up and down transmission of signals. So every time a believer stands, you are beaming with signals, knowing this very well, they are certain you cannot, you have to steal what the conversations you receive immediately, imagine if immediately the serpent began to speak Eve said, ah, which day you start this one, <laughs> thank you quite. me and you befriend <laughs> which day we start to talk, rubbish and they said, Adam, imagine this serpent Just, just look at this thing do you know that the whole story would have been different Mr. Nice Guys can never have dominion. People pleasers can never have dominion. You can be a shooting star that rises for a season but you will fall. Because at some point you will always be tested. And you are tested for truth. And truth is not always with agreement with the culture of men. So people pleasers that want to flow with any culture any generation, any time, anything that is rainy you can never have dominion. You will reign for a while, but at some point, it will fizzle out. As long as you are not consistently adhering to the principles of truth. So you see that in Genesis 3, here is this conversation between the serpent and Eve. Why? Because Adam and Eve had arrived at the point of a door in the spirit. God blessed them. But God looked at man, God said, it is not good for man to be alone remember what I said about good good is the Hebrew word for tov and tov is the inherent ability to reproduce the mind of God through generations and for whatever seed you bear to have in itself the inherent ability to continue the process of reproducing God's will that is the meaning of good so when God looked at the tree and he saw that the tree had inside of it seed bearing fruit he said it is good because within the system of the tree operation, he saw that he God did not need to step to trees again to now start saying tree, comfort, tree, comfort in every generation. As long as that first tree he had had inside of it, T-Y, had inside of it the seed-bearing system. God did not need to come back to say tree grow. God looked at man and said, It is not good. For man to be alone. Please track with me. Remember the first scripture. Shall by knowledge a man shall be delivered. And God said it's not good. That means man did not have. The inherent capacity. To reproduce the good will of God. Upon the earth through generations. So God said it's not good. And then what did God make to make it good. He created the woman. And then Satan looked at the combination of man and woman. And he said if I don't stop these two these ones will stand as a gate in the spirit and in the physical and they will keep reproducing gods on the earth and if these gods reproduce to the point of dominion I will be flushed out and my reign will be terminated so what did Satan do? after you see the coming of the man and the woman in Genesis 2, the ending of Genesis 2 the next verse, verse in Genesis theory and the serpent let me tell you every time you arrive at the revelation that helps you to bet a gate or to open a gate in the spirit what is waiting for you on the other side is the deceit of the serpent the serpent can smell authority the serpent can smell dominion the serpent can smell power and increase it is almost like an aroma he sees the possibility of your future and he comes for it even before you know that you are about to break into it look at the story of Cain and Abel the Bible says these two guys had access to God they came and they offered sacrifice to God listen please when you hear the Bible don't hear it like this hear it like this I don't know the English to explain what I just said There is a place where knowledge dwells. There is a place where you hear a thing and it is raised up in your spirit and then you can catch it. We have an earthly house, but we have a spiritual house. It is your spiritual house you fill up when you receive the revelation of God. Are we together? So when you hear Cain and Abel, please don't think about Cain and Abel. Think about the Cain and the Abel within you. Think about the two trees in your garden think about the two options that are consistently wrestling within you should I obey the Lord or should I bend the rule a little, should I go for his good will or should I try his perfect will should I make the sacrifice or should I give him sir and leave the fries (laughs) are you with me so Cain and Abel here they are and they offered the sacrifice. Now I needed to understand that God is consistently coming for the full redemption of man. He's consistently pushing for everything inside of you to enter his fullness. So Cain, Abel offered and it was accepted. But the Cain was like, but God, why would you do it for her? You'd not do it for me. Look at Pimo. Why would you, Lord, why? And God looked at him and said, sove. You don't need grace? Cain. Can you not see that the way you are thinking is not of the Lord? Can you not see that your heart is rebelling against me instead of your heart to humble itself and say to me, Lord, I have done all that I should do, but I can see that your hand is still not upon my life, I can see that your hand is still not upon my business. My God, show me what Abel has gotten right that I am missing. Unlock oh to me the door of revelation that Abel accessed, that I have still not accessed. Lord, give me access to your heart and the knowledge of your ways. This should have been the prayer of Cain. And if Cain had made that prayer, I can assure you that in the generation of Cain and Abel, the earth would have been saved. The Bible says, it's "The seed of the woman." He didn't give a name. It is the seed. Any seed could have done it. But let's go forward. And then God said to Cain, "He said, King, the fact that this conversation is going on inside you, and you have not humbled yourself to come to me, to say, God, I'm, I'm thinking every time I say this, Ms. Ogufere is shining slippers." There's a way my heart used to do me. And every time I sit, I'm thinking that, I am I not worthy your shining slippers? And then I'm thinking, "Be, that slippers will fit my leg more than her. God, I, I, I can just, I mean, I can do without shining. It's not like I want it, though, but um, like it would have been good, sure. God is like, Auntie, stop it. Tell me what is in your heart. Because your mother and father were derailed by the conversations they should have had with me that they never had. The dilemma in their spirit that should have brought them to their knees to say, God, I have never experienced an emotion like this in my life. What is going on? You woke up one day, daughter of the king. And the person you have been working with for five years, you just woke up enter the office and he just don't know you that he has six packs. And he turn back and go to your car. <laughs> ah, baba, six pack wanna take my oil. Listen. Do not be ignorant about the methodia of Satan. Because if you don't, have that conversation with God Lakey I told you you are a beaming uh, antenna whether you speak or you don't speak you carry an atmosphere and an aroma around you that can attract or repel darkness hear me this is how you guard your gates if you don't have that conversation what's going to happen is that the brother one day will stand in front of the mirror and he will realize he has six packs and then from that day he will now realize they are tight tight office shirts the kind of office shirt that when he wears you'll be seeing his heart beating because of how the shirt is tight you understand it's like the armor of God guard your chest with the tightness of your shirt you understand you not. no listen this thing I'm saying to you is like a joke You don't have that conversation with the Lord. And then before you know what's happening, the brother self will now look at you and say, but wait a minute. This sister is looking like the sister I saw in my dream last week. Perhaps, maybe. Before you know what is happening, Cain has fallen into sin that leads to death. Many people don't do wrong with their full chest the beginning it was a mistake it was a mistake because they did not guard the gate of their heart remember dominion begins with the mind any conversation you are meant to have with God have it ask the spirit of God teach me how to commune with you in bareness and openness make me comfortable with your presence make me comfortable with telling you the truth my God do not lie to me or do not let me lie to myself instead Lord but please teach me how to hide truth in my inner man show me how to hide it to raise the layers and the layers of my emotions my desire They carry truth and lock it under there and close it back so that when deception wants to come the truth will be shouting from inside my heart Teach me God, teach me God that I will not be led astray and drawn away and enticed by lust. Help me, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, are you still with me, Ecclesia Hills? Encourage me so that people will give me more time. Ecclesia Hills, come on. Hey. Uh, Baba, they invite me come back oh. so let me tell you one thing about altars, gates that lead to dominion behind every altar is a spirit remember altars are the gates are the doors that connect two realms so what you see as an altar in Bethel was actually the gateway between the heavens and the earth. And you then see that the man that erect a man was needed to erect it, a structure of consistent worship had to be set up for the altar to not die out too, through time. And then behind on in the other side of the altar is the spirit realm. And in that spirit realm is a gatekeeper. And on the other side of the altar is the human realm. And in this human realm is a gatekeeper. So for an altar to become potent, you need those things. You need a man to be involved. You need a spirit to be involved. You need the man and the spirit to be the gatekeepers. You need a structure that facilitates that altar consistently through time. And behind every altar, there is a promise that is embedded with it. But if it is a demonic altar, yes, Satan will still give you a promise. Satan gives promises. I think it was the last time I hear. I said for the kingdom of hell to continually exist, it must have a reward, recognition, and promotion system. If not, nobody will follow the devil. So when they set up demonic altars, it is to the gain or the hope that a man will gain something. But the problem with breaking the government of God and opening a portal to demonic spirit is that eventually God will scatter you. So there is always a curse behind the seeming blessing of demonic altars. But behind every altar that is erected in the name of the Lord is a blessing. And you see that in the case of Abraham. And Abraham became the gatekeeper over the altars that he erected. And so he became the gatekeeper in what way? The Lord said, we can trust Abraham with this covenant. Why? This is the key. He says, because we know that Abraham will teach his children concerning God. Culture. Culture is the fuel that sustains every gate. Culture. When God was trying to bring the children of Israel into the domain of liberty and freedom, what was it that God gave to them in the wilderness? God gave to them a set of culture sets of obligations, sets of rituals. Please, Elika, stay with me. Because you see, what is going to happen here today is that some of you will have to go back and go through a spiritual acculturation so that you will not enter into the culture of the spirit. Because you then begin to realize that what has facilitated the brokenness in your life is not the fact that you will not inquire it's not the fact that you did not join church it's not the fact that you did not follow every prayer meeting it is the fact that after you left church you continued in the culture and in the traditions of a broken world every culture is given and backed up by a spirit and the intention of that spirit is that through the culture it might reign and rule through generations when a spirit or a principality wants to take over a region, it initially begins as oppression. And in that region, they will say, out of every five children, one must die. It begins like an oppression and then after a while the people of that region now start adjusting and adapting to that culture of one must die so how do they do it everybody in the house prepares as though it is them that will die so at the age of 10 everybody must have a will at the age of 15 everybody must have married and given birth to a child at the age because we don't know at 30 somebody dies so everybody prepares as though they will be the one and then that generation passes and another generation comes and the generation says that oh at the age of 10 I should have written my will and they write it perhaps somebody would have taught that generation why they write it or maybe not and then a the third generation comes and it becomes Culture and normal to that generation to write their will at 10 and then the world begins to see the benefit of writing their will at 10 and they're now it to the school curriculum that every 10 year old must have a will and by the fourth generation that deception and captivity has normalized listen to me culture is the fwell of gates culture any culture you do not question rules over you. Any culture you do not submit to the scrutiny of the spirit is speaking over you. God said to the children of Israel, this is how you will dress. This is how you will eat. This is how you will walk. This is how you handle your wife. This is how you handle friendship. Down to this is how you poop. Women, this is how you handle your cycle. What kind of God is that? Does he not have anything else to do? things should not matter. No, everything matters because wherever a man is, an altar can be built and anything a man does becomes a potential gateway so your culture must be mine, says the Lord the way you engage every single thing you do must be presented to the scrutiny of the Holy Ghost don't be in a hurry To hear it is good, it is well, I like it. What use is that? If we never come to the rebuke of the Lord, how can we then enter into the effectiveness of his throne? What use is it? If you are tired this morning, go. That means this message is not for you. So anybody, listen. Here is the meaning of tradition. The transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation. This is Google, or the fact of being, or the fact of being passed on this way. Now, another definition of um, tradition is an inherited, established, or customary pattern of thought, customary pattern of action or behavior, a belief or story, or a body of belief or stories. The handing down of information. And customs by word of mouth or by example from one generation to another. Ah, (laughs) if you are here and you still cannot see what I'm saying, ask yourself why is Nigeria the way it is? The biggest problem of our nation is not the principalities and powers over us. Listen to me God will never command us to fight a battle. We have not already won in Christ Jesus. Whenever I go before the Lord, I don't say, God, give me God, do. I first tell him what he has given me. I start by saying, God, I know you have given me power over the situation. I know that in Christ Jesus, I have already prevailed. So God, because of this, show me the path of my deliverance. God would never tell you you wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers and darkness, if you actually have not wrestled with them and dealt with them in Christ. So principalities are not the problem, trust me. They have to be taken down. But that's not what's holding us bound. It is the customs we have never questioned. It is the traditions. All of us say, ah, oh, Nigerians. <laughs> Now that won't be our problem. Because when I get to um, Esau, you will understand what I'm saying. Isaac said to Esau, Esau went to Isaac and said Baba, I'm finished. This dominion was supposed to be mine. According to the right of the firstborn son I am the one that should carry what David has, um, um, Jacob has just carried. Ale, ale. The Bible said he lifted up his voice and he wept. Hear me. The reason why you sit there where you day is because you have taught yourself to laugh about the things you should be crying about. Hey, this are my houses. This are my children. This my child. he can curse, hey? You are looking at somebody that will be rejected by men and nations in the future, and you don't see the need to weep. You are looking at a tradition that is slowly forming. not work if we don't give them the entry of culture. Their desires cannot be established if we don't make a tradition of our brokenness. Understand what I'm trying to tell you. Isaac then said to Esau, he said, Esau, I hear you and I hear your pain. He said, and he says, is there anything? Esau said, let me tell you what is left that you can do. I know you have missed it. I know it sounds like there's no way forward, but there's something you can do. He said, I, Esau, in the day that you gain the dominion, the yoke shall be broken from your neck. The word for dominion means many things. One of the things that that Hebrew word means is restlessness. Esau, in the day you wake up and you're like, uh ah why things not they work for this house? why my brothers know not they a... in the day you get restless in the day you start to question the order of things and you begin to ask your mother mommy tell me that story again tell me that story again and so what happened to that uncle? so who now went? who exactly? in the day you you get restless he says something will happen to you Esau Another word for dominion that was used is the word fat. He it said, it's so in the day that you become fat. The fatness is not just that you added weight. Because if not by now, uh, uh, some of us are lords. You understand? It's not that fat. He says in the day that you become fat with revelation knowledge in the day you become fat with the understanding of the fact that he is the god of abraham isaac and jacob but he is yet the god of the whole earth there is yet a remnant position you can take so there is a door of abraham but there is the door that is coming and he is the christ that will save the gentile nations that were not born of abraham and so there is yet a another possibility but you enter that possibility through revelation the fatness of the knowledge of the possibility of God that he is able to save save till the end of the earth <laughs> Abraham was a door in a time but Isaac said Isaac was a man of the spirit he said to him he said um, um, Esau become fat become fat become fat wake up at 4am and pray sit with your Bible for 3 hours even when you are reading genealogy read the genealogy into your spirit and when you say Abraham began to Isaac see how Abraham pushed through the boundaries of infertility and the working of the wisdom of God that broke the yoke of infertility and fertilized a dead womb, the power of God that broke into the deadness and how and command the dry land to become a fruitful field. Enter the wisdom and the technology of the deliverance of God. Even genealogy can become power. Become fat. There is no time again. Listen to me. It says the yoke shall be broken off your neck. We know that in those days, it is on the neck they used to put that thing that is to drag animals. Activity is like that thing, Pastor Mo call it, you know English, that they used to put on top cows that used to drag them to, to plow the field. Those plowing instruments, that's yoke. And the yoke is put on the shoulder, do you know why? Shoulder is where power is. Strength, strength is in your shoulder, that was the meaning of Shechem. When Abraham arrived there, he built an altar there. He said, my strength shall be here. And he built it at the tree. And the tree called mora or something like that. And the meaning of that tree means knowledge. He says, I'm going to raise an altar at the strength that comes from the knowledge of God. Isaac said to Esau, in the day that you become fat. This controlling instrument that Satan has used to control your father. Control your mother. Control your nation. Control your tribe, control your generation into captivity, it will break. Another word for the yoke is actually the word, the phrase, behaving like a child or the inability to discern the weight of a (laughs) thing. He says, Esau, your problem is not Jacob. The reason why you think Jacob is fast is because you are slow. If you measure your speed against Jacob, you are actually very slow. But if you measure your speed against the Lord, and the Lord becomes the matrix by which you determine how fast you should move, Esau, you will not miss anything again that you can get. Esau, the reason why you are where you are is because you have been behaving childishly. You have not been taking seriously the weight of life. That's what Isaac said to him. He said, this is a yoke on your neck. Nigeria, I know that we have many intercessors, but can we together arrive at a place where we even begin to say, can we change this culture? Look at what happened the first time. We said, This culture of the government, we do anyhow. We just sit down and laugh about it. We want to change it. We entered the toll gate and we began to prove. We said, You do anyhow, you see anyhow we will not live here until something changes. What happened? Do you think it was guns that changed our warfare? You think it was gone? Listen to me. Do you remember the story in the Bible? Of the Moabite king that was fighting. And the Israelites were prevailing. Look, they were definitely going to win that war. They had chased the Moabites. They were taking their land, taking territories. And the king looked at the warfare. He went. He took his first-born son, who was supposed to be king next, and slaughtered him at the gate of the city. The Bible says, as soon as that king did that, the war changed. The Israelites that were prevailing, he says, the Moabites now came. He said, terror came upon the Israelites. They finished them. How did they lose that battle? Because that king understands the principle I'm trying to teach you last last na spirit realm the battle is won by the person who has the biggest sacrifice how did the king know it, it wasn't just that he killed his son because many people have killed their sons before he slaughtered him at the gate which represents the authority and the entryway but he also had what knowledge who gave him He was mimicking something that was to come. For Christ is slaughtered. And at the killing of Jesus is the opening of a new gate of dominion. That has the ability to save the lost and to pull them into victory. This guy entered an intelligence of the spirit that should not have been available to him in that time except an old crooked serpent who has been studying the prophecies of God and knows that this is what is going to happen said to him, you can win this battle but what do I require of you? A sacrifice hey. As soon as he made it at the altar what happened? The battle changed Nigeria that did no change because they shoot some people the blood that was shed was not equal to the blood that they shed I'm telling you the truth because what does the Bible say one day God will permit me to teach about the blood the blood has a contract and agreement with the earth the blood and the earth work hand in hand together that's why God said to Cain the earth has opened up to take your brother's blood the earth is the crucible that receives blood and processes blood and releases it as transcripts through generations so as men are speaking earth is speaking but the voice of the earth is the voice of the blood that it has received. That man reconfigured the earth. See, tomorrow we don't know the terror that was unleashed against the children of Israel. Maybe earthquake just started happening. Darkness just fell upon the children of Israel only. We don't know what happened to the earth, but it brought terror. And they lost that battle. Did you not notice how everything changed? One speech Only the whole of Nigeria became like 98-year-old women. One speech shuts the atmosphere. Every zeal, every desire for change, every need to move the nation, shut up. The youth that were enthusiastic, everything died in a split second. One speech, and you think it was just words, the person said. It's the spirit realm. So every time a generation seeks to redefine culture, an attack always comes. If you're going to enter into dominion, you must know the culture, the culture of liberty, the way liberty works. You don't arrive at dominion absent of your own participation. You must participate. (laughs) You must make decisions for good. You must decide to hold on. No, so now you must decide to enter into certain virtues, you must decide to enter into certain ways. Paul, in First Corinthians 16, verse 5, began to say, After I go through Macedonia, I will come to you for I will be going through Macedonia perhaps I will stay with you a little while or even spend the winter so that you can help me on my journey wherever I go for I do not want to see you now and make only a passing I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord permits but I will stay at Ephesus until Pentecost because of a great door for effective work that has opened to me and there are many who oppose me Just because you stand at a gate does not mean you will not have opposition. Just because you have entered into a season where the Lord has broken you open into certain kinds of spiritual gifts and capacity and knowledge and possibility doesn't mean you have escaped the manipulation of hell. Remember, the serpent did not appear until he smelled the victory of man and woman. Paul said, there is a great door that has opened to me. The problem is, there are many adversaries. The word to me or unto me is actually the Greek word moi, which means uniquely me. So Paul was saying there is a unique door. It is opened uniquely to me. So a man that must arrive at dominion is a man that knows how to descend the changing seasons of his life. So Paul was standing at that place and saying, there is a door, but it is unique to me. There is a unique oil flowing over my life in this season. There is a unique entrance I sense that the Holy Ghost is opening to me in the realms of dreams and visions. There is a unique anointing for salmon that is coming to me. Wow, 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 wow. There is a unique anointing for children and for business management that I see coming upon me. He says, it is a door that is unique to me. What can possibly change the potential of unique openings? is culture. So God opens a unique way to you. And then culture says to you, no, this is how we do it. This is how we like it. Many people have lost doors that God opened to them for the next level of power and dominion in their lives. They lost it because it did not fit into what you were used to. It takes prayer, intercession, and the overwhelming effort of the Holy Ghost to make a man give in willingly to vulnerable situations. It is not normal. You cannot give in to vulnerability normally. Because from the moment that man sinned and fell, the first thing that Adam did was he carried cloths to cover himself. So the effect of the sin Is you naturally want to be protected from your brother And protected from God They shielded themselves from each other And shielded themselves from God The natural order of humanity Broken humanity Is that you must not know me You cannot see me finish Hiding Hiding. Even husbands and wives "Ah, You cannot see me finish They will just open small place Just small hole in the garments they sew for themselves Just a small space enough for sex small space enough for let's talk about money let's talk about the children that's all what ails you? what troubles you? what oil are you carrying? what makes you successful? my husband how do you do what you do? show me hide 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 last last see where we're there. so culture then becomes what makes it impossible for us to enter into the unique doors that God opens to us, <sighs> He says there are many adversaries. And, you know, the word adversary is the Greek word anti-kema, and it's from two words, anti and kema. The word anti means against, and the word keima means to lie so it wasn't like lying against you that is one of the meanings which is the literal meaning of adversary the one that goes to the courts of heaven to lie, to raise accusations against you but it is also it is lying around do not be quick to promote or talk about the successes of your life until you have arrived at mastery and mastery has led you to dominion Because anything you announce before you have dominated, it can be taken away from you. Why? Because around every open door is the adversary. This was what God said to Cain. Cain, there is the possibility of redemption for you. He says, but sin is lying around at your door. Now it says, and his desire is to do what? To have you. The Hebrew word for desire that was used there is the same word that was used for a man desiring a woman and a woman desiring a man. God was actually saying sin wants to have intercourse with you. Sin wants to join itself to you and give birth to children through you. Sin wants to propagate his desires through you. King, be careful. If you don't watch this state of your mind, if you don't watch this, your unrepentant heart, if you don't watch this hardness of your spirit you will become the what do they call those people that carry children for people you will become the surrogate for sin you will carry its baby and you will give birth to it guess what happened cain actually became sin's surrogate his generations his lineage We can't go there today, that's another time. His entire lineage, if you take the meanings of the names of all his entire lineage, he was speaking about that through a man, God will raise, um, God will wipe the earth with flood and take away the streams and the generation of Cain. If you add up the names of all Cain's children, that's what it says. So his entire generation was born unto sin. God is saying that you are standing at the gate of possible power, You are standing at the gate where you can break out and you can enter into another level of life and living. You are standing at a point in your life where the oil of God can come upon you mightily and your father and your mother will no longer be the. Standard of what success looks for, like for you but you will not climb that um, stage and you will climb into the ladder of what your unique success looks like but you will not only enter there but you cannot define for another generation what the culture of God like success looks like. He says you are standing you are standing at the very moment that will define you for all generation but there is sin crouching lying right at the entryway to your soul and its desire is to have intercourse with you and that which the Lord has placed inside of you as your innate ability to propagate God on the earth Satan wants to pervert it and propagate darkness through you all over the earth so that you will not lose your giftings and talents you will not lose your business you will not lose your influence no the only problem is that what those things will birth will not carry the life of God inside of it and it will not birth life in the generations to come the sin is not going to take away your womb the sin is just going to fertilize it with a corrupt seed and make you birth other kinds of children that will rebel against God this is how people bet businesses that rebel against God businesses that rebel against the Lord Everything about the way it is set up is antichrist. The way the people are treated, the remuneration system, the rest system, the leave system, all of it is anti-Christ. The hours the people are meant to work out anti-God. He says, Cain, be careful. Because the Cain gained dominion, he gained a sort of dominion. He grew, he multiplied, he married, he had children. He gained territories. But Cain was doomed to end. In a bad way. There are many adversaries waiting at your door. But how do you break out of this? Matthew 16. Who do men say that I am? You are Jesus. The son of the living God. Your ability to see Christ in every matter. Is what gives you the keys to open the gates of heaven and command them and release them to flow into the earth realm. What does it mean to see Jesus? What does it mean to see Jesus in your marriage? It is not about the rights or wrongs of the partner. It is not about the perfections or imperfections. It is about what Jesus is speaking through the union is to go back and study why Jesus could have died for many things, but he died to have a bride. Marriage was the ultimate desire of the death of Christ. How can marriage be the most powerful covenant that God could have initiated with man? You go back, you study it. At that point, when you see little, little rebellions in your house, You can overlook it. To overlook is not to choway matter to overlook is that you stand up over the matter and you look at the different things that are working behind the scene to make the marriage arrive at a point of brokenness so even if the partner says you are crazy and uses swear words on you you stand back and you overlook the matter and then you go behind the partner and say you demonic spirit you foul language that has entered into my home I rebuke you by the power of the Holy Ghost. You that has gained entry entry into the life of my spouse. The Bible says that the man and the woman has become one. If she's not going to rebuke you, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. This is where another kind of grace enters you. It is not the strength that comes from human capacity. It is called the strength of the revelation of Jesus. Where you know how Jesus will handle the matter have you seen when people came to Christ to question him and to deceive him he never answered A with B he will look at you and answer A with A plus X plus Z equals to Q and then he left them confounded and many times they were bitter over things they did not understand why? because as soon as they were opening a broken gate of human wisdom Christ would shut the door and open the gate of the revelation of God you must know how to shut doors if you will be a door opener and a doorkeeper the Bible was speaking, now that we are married, marriage, in the book of Proverbs. He says, for don't you know, that when a partner goes down to the house of a strange woman, or a strange man, because we talk about strange women, you will see a whole banner conference, we must defeat the strange woman. Banner. And with 50,000 women, we gather, strange women, strange women, strange women, strange women. Die, fire. They are strange men. Strange men. Speaking all kinds of things, releasing floods of temptation to lure away women whose hearts are not locked into God. He says, when a partner goes down to the house of a stranger, he said, Don't you know that therein lies the gates of hell and the spirit of the dead are there? <laughs> Whenever fornication enters a hole, it is not just that. How dare you? You wait to your Cynthia until calm down. Cynthia will be your problem. The problem went big past Cynthia, now you they fight now because the gates of hell have literally opened over your home and he says don't you know that the spirits of the dead are there but how can you shut such a gate he said in the book of revelation he said I have the key of David he says whatsoever door I shut shall be shut whatsoever door I open shall be open." he says I saw an angel coming down with the keys of death and held Hades in his hand don't you understand that the master you serve is the gatekeeper over every gate and he has dominion over every realm the level to which you see the power of God is determined to the level to which you are willing to expand your spirit to accommodate the revelation of God The problem is accommodation. We are too weak to accommodate Christ. That's the problem. We are unwilling to accommodate Jesus. Unwilling to accommodate Jesus. Because the knowledge of Christ contains against the knowledge of our humanity. The knowledge of Christ contains the knowledge of our tradition. Pray, Baba, open me up. Listen, this is how I pray. lukumasahi. You say you will never give me more than I can handle. So if you have given me this, that means there is another ability to handle this that I don't yet know. Reveal myself to me. Reveal myself to me. The next level of my capacity, the next level of my capacity, level of my ability show it to me Jesus open me up, expand my spirit give my mind the ability to understand the technology of the redemption that is in Christ Jesus do not let me only cry to God but but, but show me how to journey with you who do men say that I am Who do you say that Jesus is in that multi-billion contract? What do you see as the intentions of Christ in that industry? You are going to government. Who is Jesus as the government of the earth? He says, you are Jesus, the son of the living God. And I will end it here so that we can go. Jesus said to him, the fact that you can see me clearly something has just happened to you it says blessed are you simon bajona i said to some people i said jesus never speaks an idle word take it down a little jesus never speaks an idle word when he said blessed are you simon bajona jesus was addressing simon peter's physical lineage there is no reason. To, God, Jesus will look at me and say, Blessed are you, Issi, the, the daughter of Tony Say, Why would he attach my name to my father's name if he was not doing something about my lineage? He said to Simon, This day, this day, you have just broken out of the curse of your father's house. You have just broken out of the weakness of your father's house. He said, the fact that you can see me and you can speak concerning who I am clearly and categorically in the accuracy of the heavens. He said, Simon, you are no longer operating in this earth realm. He said, because this thing, flesh and blood could never have told you. That is because flesh and blood speaks. There is a wisdom of flesh and blood, but there is also the wisdom of God in heaven. And the person that gives you wisdom is pulling you to where the person dwells if you get your wisdom and power from the second heavens where demons are and principalities then you are pulled to the second heavens but if you get your wisdom from the third heavens where the throne of God is then you are pulled to the throne of God he says Simon Jonah, my father in heaven has given you this therefore Simon I now follow what God has done and I now give to you the keys to the kingdom of heaven you have dominion because you have revelation not revelation of just anything, but revelation of Jesus. Revelation of Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate gate and the final gatekeeper. Jacob said as I lay there that night. I did not only see angels ascending and descending, I saw somebody coordinating the spiritual transaction. He stood at the gate in heaven, and it was at his order and command that things were going down and things were coming up. He's the coordination of the eternal will of the Father. If you can know him, you can break into eternity. Jesus, He says, "This knowledge gives you keys. open doors Jesus is the greatest door but within Christ are multiple doors there is the door of the woman there is the door of the man there is the door of time there is the door of season there is the door of grief and mourning there is the door of victory there are many doors in Christ why have you been laboring for years under the grace of one door where you can become a multiple field of interaction. And inside of you, you can put different weapons and artilleries of the spirit. This level I'm telling you about, you don't care what people think about you. Look me as I dare. Is it not two legs I have plus two hands? How many things can I control in this life? I'm not omnipresent. I'm not omnipotent. So automatically it tells me that there are some things that the Lord would not have me worry about because it is beyond my reach and my range. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Don't chase after things that should be birthed by reason of your victories in Christ. If you chase after them, you will miss the direction of destiny. Follow the leader. Remember that song we used to sing in Bush primary schools? Those of you that went to the post schools, you didn't sing at but for those of us that used to wear superman pants to run around the neighborhood and then our own kind of uh, what do they call it? Uh, roller coaster is tire. There's a way used to enter the tire. that we enable the tire to roll. You understand? And there's somebody we were using stick to push the tire. Oh yeah, they roll, they roll, they roll. In that neighborhood, we had a song They called, follow the leader, 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 follow the leader, leader, eh, follow the leader. eh. <laughs> Anywhere the leader going, I go enter. Anywhere the leader going, I go enter. Follow the leader. His name is Jesus. Follow the leader. Follow the leader. Embrace his culture. Kindness does not make you foolish, it is power in the heavens. You don't understand altars are sustained by rituals the rituals of our faith is not the killing of bulls around it is the ritual of virtues kindness, meekness long suffering, patience as you are doing it in the realm of the spirit, it is like killing a million bulls, you are releasing the blood of Jesus every time you embrace the culture of Jesus you make the altar of his death and resurrection potent over your life you choose the way of God and you reject the way of darkness. We're going to pray today, rise to your feet in Psalms 24 from verse 1 it said he it says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness you're off The world and they that dwell in it, he says, for he had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that had number one clean hands. Your hands speak about your works. Your hands speak about your buildings. Your works hands speak about your warfare. Today, I want you to present your hand before God. I want you to begin to say, Lord, I come to reconsecrate myself to you because I recognize by reason of your teaching that even as a man, I am a gateway and an entering. I consecrate my life and the works of my hands to you. Father, I say that in the name of Jesus, if there be anything in the past that I have orchestrated that is not of your will, Today, I renounce it by the blood of Jesus. I consecrate the hands of my ministry to you. I consecrate the hands of my marriage to you. I consecrate the hands of my motherhood to you. I consecrate the hands of my business and business engagements to you. Father, may I not walk and war outside of the boundaries of grace. Come on, pray. Pray, 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 pray somebody's life is about to change today in my prayer group I read to them the book of uh, 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 of Daniel and Daniel chapter 9 when Daniel began to pray because in Exodus God had said that the curse and the oath will continue until a generation can rise up that will repent and repent not only for their transgressions but the transgression of their fathers Daniel prayed he prayed a quality prayer that was based on revelation. He says I prayed according to what I saw written in the volume of the books. Don't just speak in tongues. Don't pray mindless prayers. Enter into revelation. Let your prayer point be shooting out of the knowledge you have received today. Oh, Shanta Perakasata. The culture of my engagement. The way that I sign contracts. The way that I enter into relationships with people. Baba, have mercy on me. Oh, Raka Pasha put Daniel 9 on the screen because we are going to leave this room with victory this morning we are going to leave this room scattering some altars we are going to leave this room opening gates in the spirit realm give me Daniel chapter 9 come on, come on thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church our mission is to love people connect with family and touch the world Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at elo.ecclesiahills.org. At